On this week's episode, we are speaking with Dee Gredler about leadership and your identity and a really powerful tool called The Power of the Seven Whys. If you'd like to reach Dee, you can go to her website, dgredler.com. That's D-E-E-G-R-E-D-L-E-R.com. And we hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chuddick where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. My name is David Chuddick, and as you know, I am a certified financial planner with Parallel Financial. And I've been getting three questions from, from my clients and even some people who may become clients. And um, I wanted to share those with you. So the first question that people are asking me is, should I be invested in the stock market right now when it seems to be at all-time highs every day? So people are asking me, is the market too high to be into right now? Uh, the next question is about inflation. So people are asking me, man, what's happening with inflation? And how can I plan for that in my personal financial situation? And the final question that I'm getting from a lot of people is about taxes. Aren't taxes going to have to go up? And what should I be doing to plan to, uh, for my own tax situation? So if these or any other financial questions are keeping you up at night, email me at david at parallelfinancial.com. We can do a Zoom call. We can do a phone call. We can do an in-person meeting if you're local and comfortable. And we can talk about if you have any next steps for your financial situation. But today we are continuing to talk about leadership, and I'm very excited to have Dee Gredler with us with Dee Gredler and Associates. She's actually not too far from me. She's in the Atlanta area, and she helps leaders to develop their visions and, um, uh, and, and improve their mindsets. So, uh, hey, Dee, how are you? I'm good, David. How are you doing? I am doing well. As we were talking before, today's a Monday and I journal uh, most days and every Monday's journal is always about just how great life is, having a weekend with family and, and, and just all the great, great things around me. So I don't know about you, but I just have a whole lot to be thankful, uh, thankful for today. So yes, me too. Great. So you work with leaders uh, to kind of develop their help people to figure out their identity and their mindset, um, which to me, you know, it would seem like everybody should kind of know what their identity is already, right? But it's probably not that simple. So talk to me about how identity and mindset, um, you know, how does that affect your leadership uh, skills and abilities, which ultimately like it affects your business, your family and everything around you, uh, your ability to be a leader. Well, your identity and your mindset are really basically the same thing. When you're talking about your mindset, you're talking about how you think, but it's not necessarily how you think in your conscious mind, but a lot of what you think goes on in your subconscious mind. And when we're looking at identity or mindset, what we're talking about is the totality of all the beliefs that you have about yourself, and how you relate to the world. So how do you view yourself? How do you view yourself in terms of um, the world? Some people um, might grow up in a, a kind of a cultural background where 
money is not something everybody has. So you might think, well, people like me never make money. And you might. Um, you so know, let me let me go- interrupt you if, if I can. So so I get a lot of people will think, quote, people like me will never make money. And those people kind of end up not having money. Why is that? It's not the thought itself or, or, or is it? Why, why is it that people think I'll never have money, oftentimes never end up having money? It's because that's what they heard from their parents or they saw in their culture. And so that got transferred into a belief that's running in the subconscious part of their mind. So when they think about um, starting a business or, or you know, if they think about it, or doing anything that might take them above what the cultural norm is that they grew up in, then the, in the back of their head, they don't believe that they can really do that. And so they don't. They could, they could you know, be wonderful if they went ahead and did it, but because they believe they can, they don't. So is there maybe sometimes some self-sabotaging behaviors uh, kind of mixed in there as well? Like, well, I don't believe that I can do this. So you know, maybe you just the small things that would help you to do it, you just don't do? That's exactly right. If the, the way that I do it when I can't use the visual is I think, think about your face and then think about your nose. And your nose is where you have all your beliefs, your, your negative beliefs about yourself. But to your whole face is your potential and your capabilities, but you're stuck in your nose because you, you don't believe you can move any further out. And so you do have all the, the potential. You do have, you know, you're so much more capable than you think you are, but you're not able to move because you believe you're not. Yeah. Now, I know that I've heard, you know, you remember Mike Tyson, who is literally like the most horrifying person in the 80s and 90s, just right. this scary looking boxer who would knock other boxers out, you know, in, in within minutes. And and there are stories of him like literally vomiting and crying before boxing matches out of fear and thinking that he was going to lose. So you would look at the Mike Tysons of the world and say, that guy is ultra confident, you know, he, but his identity before his matches were not that I'm going to kick this guy's butt. It's like, I might get mine kicked or, or I don't know what he was thinking, but it certainly was not what you might think it was, which brings me to my question of like, how do I drill down like what my own identity is or, or, um, you know, like I said, the Mike Tysons of the world, a lot of the athletes look very confident, but of course they have self-doubt, they have um, uh, imposter syndrome and everything else. So how do we learn what our own self-identity is? Well, the, the first step, the first clue to um, whether or not you've got a negative belief in some area is when you're doing business, is there some some activity, some money producing activity that you procrastinate on or you get real perfectionistic about, you know, you can't move forward because it's not, everything's not perfectly aligned or there's fear and not just a fear. Um, Mike Tyson must have had a lot of people around him who just really encouraged him because if you have a fear that is paralyzing, you know, not a fear that you can push through even though you're still afraid, but a fear that just paralyzes you. And really procrastination and perfectionism are based in fear. Those are just kind of ways they come out. Um, 
Overwhelm can sometimes be a way it makes, it keeps you from moving forward. Um, and so that's the first clue. Do you have some kind of um, reaction to that when you're about to do something? And then what you want to do is you want to think about, okay, when I get this feeling of say fear or when I want to go and procrastinate, what am I, what am I feeling? Is it that fear or is it something else? And when I'm thinking that, what, or when I'm feeling that, what am I thinking? You know, um, the kinds of thoughts that are usually the negative thoughts start with phrases like I am, or I'm not, I can, or I can't, I always, or I never. These are the kinds of phrase beginnings that um, these negative beliefs usually have. That's super fascinating. So let, let's play a game here. Let's say that one of my clients is a friend of yours. And let's say I'm having a client meeting and she says, you know what? I was having lunch with D and D was just saying that she really doesn't understand her investment statements. And, and, you know, she's always kind of wanted a financial advisor, but never really pursued one. And, and I really think that you and D would hit it off. Here's D's number, call her. So now that's, I mean, that's a lead, right? That's a, that's a great lead of someone who may become a client uh, maybe your friend told me relatively how much money she thinks you have. So you kind of fit into my profile of what I would want as a client. Now I'm thinking, you know, on Monday when I'm going to call you, well, what if D really didn't want me to call? Or what if um, D already has a financial advisor? Or what if D knows more about money than I do? Um, you know, and then I don't call you and then I never get you as a client. And then my financial, my own business revenue suffers because, you know, you're one less client that I could have had. So how would I, how would, you know, what could I do to make sure that I dial the phone and call you and you may or may not become a client, but you're definitely not going to become a client if I don't call you. So how do I kind of get past that? Those, those thoughts on all these horrible, horrible things that might happen if I call you. Well, if, if you've got, um, you know, if your fear or your uncertainty is something you can push through, then you, you go ahead and you push through that. But a lot of times people don't push through. And so they do what you were talking about. They procrastinate. They just never get around to doing it. And so, of course, their business doesn't grow. Um, and and that's, that's the problem with this. If you don't believe in yourself, you won't do the things that normally you could do. And you could you can do things. I, I believe that each person has so much more capability oh, yeah. than they're even mm -hmm. aware of that if they could see the big picture of what they were capable of, they'd be astonished. They they would have a hard time believing it because they're so stuck in that negative thinking even if they don't realize that sometimes a person with a positive attitude can have negative thoughts that keep them from moving forward. Um, you know, and so you need to look at those things, the procrastination, the perfectionism and the fear, it, it can, if that's a deep seated belief that's keeping you from following up on that lead, then you really need some help working around that so that you can get moving forward. Yep, no question whatsoever. 
So let's let's change our hypothetical situation. Your friend told me, say, call D around 12. You know, she's normally free around 12. So now 12 comes and now I, you know, all of a sudden I need to, I don't know, go buy paper for the printer at 12 because that's really important. And then, you know, there's some other quote busy item and, um, you know, and then, you know, that I'm keeping myself uh, hypothetically from calling you. So like, how do you push through? I mean, do you just say, I'm going to pick up the phone and call it and, how do you do that? Because I think sales reluctance is common for everybody. And if, if we as leaders can, can get through that and also encourage our team members to get through sales reluctance, I mean, I think that could have a, a generational change on our incomes. There, there is something you can try, and it's called the power of the seven whys. You know, why should I make this call? Well, if I make this call, I might get a, a lead. And then you ask yourself six times, well, why is getting that lead important? Well, if I get that lead, then I'll, you know, I might be able to get whatever I charge my clients. Well, why is it important that I get that? And you go down seven levels and all of those things are true. There are reasons why you should do it, but you get much more raw as you get down further into really you know, what is your, your, your foundational um, motivation? And so if you can get down to that foundational motivation, that can um, encourage you to go. If it's because I don't want my children to grow up not having shoes that fit or clothes mm-hmm. that went around along with everyone else, you know, that's a much deeper motivation than, well, I can get this client and make X amount of money. Yeah, no, I really, I really like that because then it becomes some deep. So for me, if we got down to those seven questions, it would have something to do with supporting my family, you know, being a good father, being a good husband, you know, which is so much more real than I would make X amount of dollars off of this new client because, you know, dollars don't really matter. It's what the dollars do for you that that really exactly. And if that allows me to provide a better life or to contribute to a better life for my family, then wow, all of a sudden picking up this phone and calling this prospect maybe isn't as horrifying. So that's a great, great, great idea. I I really, really appreciate that. So, but now that seems like a short-term, you know, a short-term solution for like this one action. Is there a way for us to change our identities like over time to where maybe it's just, we don't have to go through this, this, this act, this exercise ever again or as often and then we just maybe kind of in this case just really believe that we can serve our clients well so we want to like call them uh, because they should love to do business with us there there is a way to totally change um those negative beliefs and you know we all have more than one you can only work on so many at a time but what you do is um you can start off with what are my next 90 day goals as business owners you know, a lot of us do 90-day goals and year goals and that kind of thing. And when I finish that 90-day goal, then what I want to do is I want to ask myself, what's standing in my way that keeps me from accomplishing that? And really think about what it is. What is the, the, the activity that you do or you don't do that would keep you from moving forward? Um, If it's a money issue, is there some kind of money block there? 
that maybe needs to be taken care of, but you want to discover what is that, that negative belief, that limiting belief that's really standing in your way as a roadblock. And once you discover what that is, then what you do is you begin to um, refute that. Is that true or not? That belief that I've got, is it true? Um, maybe it's not true in this area in my life and business, um, or maybe it, that negative belief is true in my life and in my business, but how about in other areas of my life? Do I have trouble picking up the phone in other areas of my life? Then, you know, maybe you can kind of tell your brain the truth about picking up that phone. Um, and as far as other areas of your life are, are concerned. And so you begin to refute that. And as you refute that, you, you um, then also begin to build a vision. Well, where do I want to go? And, and one of the things, one of the problems with the negative beliefs and the vision of success that we've got that we, you know, some people can't seem to get to is that that is beyond what is um, going back to the face and the nose. That's beyond our nose. And the brain doesn't see that as a safe place to be. You know, there might be lions and tigers and bears, or there might be oh somebody's oh going to judge. Oh, my. Exactly. Uh, it might be somebody's going to judge me. I'm not good enough. Um, I always mess it up. You know, whatever that belief is. And so you want to show your brain that going there is safe. So while you're getting rid of that negative belief, you also show your brain that success vision. And as you do this over time, your brain says, oh, she really believes she can do that. He really believes he can do that. And it begins to accept that as a safe place to be. And in fact, sees itself there already. But you have to get rid of that negative belief that's standing in the way at the same time. What if the negative belief is actually true? So what if going back to the, the hypothetical situation where your, your friend referred you to me and maybe she told me about a certain financial issue where I just literally don't have that much expertise. So I may not legitimately be qualified to help you in that area. What do I do then? But, well, that's not really... If you genuinely don't have the capability or the qualifications, that's not so much a limiting belief. That's just, okay, that's not my ideal client. Uh -huh. So, you know, there's a difference between, I would really like to have this person, but, and, and you know, I could probably talk to this person to find out what they need, but if they're not my ideal client, you know, that doesn't, that's not the result of a limiting belief. Okay. That's the result of the truth in, in this case. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So tell me a little bit about your business and like, who is your ideal client? And I guess it's, it's, it's about half the world or. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's um, women entrepreneurs and they have reached a certain level, but they can't seem to move past that level. They're, they're stuck there. And they find that they're doing it because of the procrastination, the perfectionism, the fear. And so I work with them to help them identify what is that negative belief, that underlying negative belief, and, and erase that 
because it we don't just shift it or change the language of these beliefs. What we really do is we destroy the neural pathways that that belief is running on. And so when that is destroyed, you can't think that anymore. And if you can't think that anymore, then it gets rid of whatever that symptom is, that, that procrastination, whatever, so that you never have to deal with that again, at least in regards to that area of your business right there. I mean, how great would it be, though, just to literally destroy the thinking paths that that either lead to harm or at the very least don't lead to the growth that you want? And I always say that for all of us, leaders included and, and leaders primarily, our biggest you know, stumbling point is between our ears. I mean, there's absolutely no question. I mean, we're all halfway intelligent people, but we just, you know, a lot of times our, our thinking gets in our way. Do you find, would it be a, a generalization to say that women tend to have different um, identity issues than men do? Or do, as human beings, do we all kind of have, you know, the same group of, of common ones? I, I think we all have common ones. If I'm not good enough, you know, the imposter syndrome that you were talking about with Garth Brooks or Mike Tyson. Um, I think that that we we deal how we deal with those might be different, but I think we've all got the same kinds of basic um, negative beliefs about ourselves. Yeah, and and do these negative beliefs? I mean, are they? Ultimately, are they stemming from our childhood? Is that where most negative beliefs come from? Almost all of our negative beliefs come from our childhood. When we're young, we want three things. We want safety, we want um, to be loved, and we want to be enough to that other person. And so we, we come up with these beliefs about how we need to act or not act in order to make that a reality in our life with those authority figures that we've got. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. And it, it always makes, you know, I feel like our kids have had a great childhood and we've done a really, really good job, but you wonder like what of their negative, you know, identity points, are they going to look back at when they're in their thirties and forties and fifties and kind of look back, you know, came from, from their childhood. Now, certainly none of them were, were intentionally put upon them by, by my wife and I, but, um, you know, just, just by default, I mean, I'm sure we've, you know, th there will be some negatives in there, which is a little bit scary because raising kids is just that much more important. It's not just about the physical changing of diapers and the physical giving them food. It's also about helping them to develop their mindsets over, over, because that'll, that'll affect their entire lives. And just remember too, that, you know, as a parent, you, you don't have total control. There are other authority figures in their life also, whether it's their soccer coach sure. or school or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, no question. So how do you work with clients? Are you, do you work with clients, uh, you know, all over the, all over the place via zoom? Do you work with clients in person? And, um, you know, if, if there were some men listening to this podcast and like, okay, yeah, I get it. She works with women, but this just really resonates with me. I mean, do you work, you know, do you work with male entrepreneurs as well? Yeah, I would, if somebody was interested, um, because like I said, the, the process 
is the same because the negative beliefs are, are they do the same thing in their heads. Sure. I mean, do your clients, do they engage you for like weekly meetings, monthly meetings? Do you have one, you know, one Zoom call that that just kind of ends up hopefully kind of breaking through some barriers or, or tell me how like a relationship, a professional relationship with you might work? Okay, we work together for four months. And the reason it's four months is because it from the time that you work through the process and get down to the refuting that we were talking about. Once you start refuting that um, negative belief, it takes between 62 to 67 days. So four months gives us time to get through that first um, negative belief and then maybe get a good start on another one. We meet once a week for um, up to 45 minutes a week. And we pretty much fill that 45 minutes probably for the first four or five weeks. Um, there are other things that I bring in as, you know, extra kind of material along the way. But towards the end, a lot of that is accountability. Did you, you know, were you going through the process? Are you running into any roadblocks? You know, that kind of thing. So it wouldn't take the 45 minutes like it does at the beginning but just to keep in touch and make sure you're moving forward. Yeah. I've always said, and, and through my own journey, both as a person and as an entrepreneur and a leader, that we all need coaches. We all need helpers. We all need professional advocates, you know, your attorneys, your financial advisors, your, your CPAs, but we all, you know, we need personal trainers. We need, because we don't know what we don't know. And, even those of us who appear the strongest in certain areas of our life, I think we're pretty weak. So having someone like you to help push through these mindset issues, you know, you would think, well, gee, that's pretty simple. Let me just figure out my own self, self-limiting beliefs and fix them. I mean, how hard could that be? I'm, especially if you're like, you're a guy, like I'm a guy, I'm strong. I can fix this. You know, guys aren't weak. Guys have no weaknesses. Well, if that were true, nobody would have any issues. So it's obviously not true. So engaging someone like yourself or, or engaging someone in any other area in life where you have weaknesses, even if that's a bookkeeper or, or um, if you're not good at, um, you know, manage your own investment, you, you work with a financial advisor. I mean, I just think that you'll never regret spending time, money and resources on, on improvement of yourself and of your team. So I, I totally believe that hundred percent also exactly what you said. You don't know what you don't know. And that saying about if you're inside the bottle, you can't read the label. Mm -hmm. You just have these blind spots that you don't even see that are obvious to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So you already gave us one great tip of ask yourself why seven times. I really think that the seven whys is the best thing that I can give somebody to really ask yourself, you know, those seven times, why are you doing something? Because that can just really help to motivate you to push through. Um, because our deep set our deep set negative beliefs are so deep set, there's really not a way to hack around them so that they're gone forever. So, but the negative, the seven wise is really my best. Tip. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's something I am literally going to use myself because I'm a human being. Um, and sometimes I've even, you know, kind of told my team, sometimes I look like I have everything together. 
I'm really good at looking like I have everything together. I have the same self-doubts. I have the same issues as anybody else does. And that sounds just like an incredible tool on how to, um, how to move ourselves in, in the right direction. Um, I always want to see each one of us just live to our potential. What, whatever that means. It means different things to different people. And I think we all have different amounts of potential. I think that's called talent. But I want to, you know, when I get to the end of the game, I want to look back and say, you know what? I don't have regrets or I have as few regrets as is reasonable. But, um, you know, I did the things that I needed to do to try to improve myself. And, 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 and over time, that helped me and the people that I love around me to have a fuller life. And to me, that's what it's all about. I think, and I can't necessarily put a, um, put a dollar amount on that. So, mm -hmm. so if somebody wanted to find you on, on the internet or what, what's the best way to, for, for, uh, for a listener to find you and learn a little bit more about you and maybe even potentially contact you. Um, they can go to my website, D Gretler, and it's not just the letter D it's D E E Gretler.com. And they can um, contact me off of there. Perfect. All right. And now we're going to get to that question that I told you I was going to ask you that I wasn't going to tell you, but it's actually a simple one. So we are the Weekly Wealth Podcast, and we talk about the mindsets, the tactics, and the strategies to help you to build and maintain wealth. So I would like to know what D. Gredler's definition of true wealth is. True wealth is not having to worry about a lot of debt so that you can enjoy your relationships with the rest of your family and not have that stress of how are we going to pay this? You know, how are we going to meet this responsibility so that you have enough to meet everything that you've got and some of the things that you want and have those relationships be good relationships. Excellent. So you've kept the streak going. I've never had anybody answer that question with a dollar amount. Million dollars, $10 million, $100 million is true wealth. Everybody gives some version of freedom. Awesome. This is just really, really good stuff. And, and I just love talking to coaches uh, about mindset because I know that my mind gets in the way of, of my performance um, much more than I would um, much more than I would like it to. So for anybody out there that is thinking, I would like to learn how to um, identify my mindset and, and help to uh, refine my personal identity and even eliminate my self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviors, uh, go to dgredler.com. That's D-E-E-G-R-E-D-L-E-R.com. Uh, check it out. Uh, you can click on the contact us and, and just, you know, if it's something that interests you, reach out and do it. You'll never, none of us will ever regret having a conversation with someone about how they might be able to help us. And if you move forward, um, maybe she can help you to, to bring on uh, new plateaus. So Dee, I appreciate, uh, appreciate your time. I appreciate your expertise. And um, until next week, we uh, wish everybody a blessed week.